into episode two of Single Mum on the Run. So today's episode is titled To Sell or Share Your Resources. Now, um, as you know now, I'm a primary school teacher and there seems to be a debate, um, yeah, whether you should be selling or sharing your resources for free. So I touched on this in episode one where my friend and I decided that we'd had enough and we were going to sell our teaching resources that we made and we'd become millionaires. Um, But it's funny because it seems like there are, you know, that people do have an issue with this and there seems to be two camps. You have the camp where you know, you should never sell your resources and everything should be shared freely. We should be helping each other, teachers stick together. And then you have the teachers in the other camp of, you know, well, this took me 10 hours to make. So why should I then put all of my time and effort and put it up for free? Um, so where I stand with this, well, obviously... Um, <laughs> I am in the latter. Um, well, today it's been a few years now, and I've made over 150k selling my resources. And I say this only because what what I do is when I make something, I take I take pride in what I make, and I know that I'm helping others. I'm helping others. I'm helping teachers save time. Also, I believe I'm helping the children. You know, being in the classroom and seeing children struggle with certain resources and knowing what they need, I I feel like I am making a difference. Um, So I do belong in the camp of if I'm going to spend a long time making something, um, it's it's a job and you do get paid for a job. Um, But also at the same time, I must say, when I started out, I I love helping, so I like to share as many free things as possible, Um, and if you go on to my Master the Curriculum group, I I enjoy uploading a lot of things, you know, (laughs) in fact, when I first started, I was told by so many people, you need to stop putting free things up, why have you got so many free things, and I was adamant that I, I wouldn't stop, you know, for me it's that it wasn't money 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 for me it was helping and because of that attitude I think the money comes because my uh, my focus was just on helping others and people need this um then money does tend to come to you so I'm happy that I stuck by my decision um, and I will still continue to do as many things as, pos- as possible that I can do for free. Um, so if you are listening to this, I'm guessing that you, you pr- you're probably interested in seeing how you can be successful in selling your resources. And really, I'm, I'm just happy to help because I, I do get so excited, excited knowing that... Um, that you could, even if it was just, you know, a few extra thousand a year, you know, I'd like to go higher and get people making a lot more, 
um, and it would just help, you know, I, it was just a nice feeling of, say, taking the kids to Disneyland, and I know that's all of that money that was paid for was just by tweaking some of my resources or putting things out there that um, I needed in the classroom anyway. Um, so going all the way back to that classroom when I started out with a friend and you know we were originally looking for a way out of teaching to be honest you know we wouldn't say the actual teaching it was more the hours outside of teaching we were just fed up we were there in the holidays and you know you get those ones who think teachers get too, too much time off um and we're here in the holidays just marking and moaning <laughs> i remember the books the piles of books and we were just moaning and moaning um long gone were my nqt eager beaver days you know, when you first qualified as a teacher and I was so happy to have these books to mark because I was a teacher and, you know, I'm going to do the best of, uh, best I can do and all my in-depth comments and my the paragraphs, very neat writing, long gone were those days. Um, still obviously had to mark in-depth as per the, the marking policy back then, but I wasn't happy about it. I was tired. Um, I what also spurred us on. Um, I was constantly making things from scratch, just because I couldn't find anything that I liked. You know, I spent all of my evenings actually just making resources for my class. So um, the thought of getting paid whilst making resources, you know, it was great. Um, I was just thinking that. You know, with the extra money I could spend on the children. And like I mentioned before, you know, being a single single parent, I've always felt that stigma attached to me. Even though nobody's actually said anything to me, I I feel it. Um so earning extra money would make me feel like I was on my way of you know, coming off of the benefits and supporting myself. And I must say, I'm so thankful for the benefits because without them, I wouldn't have been able to to work. In fact, funny story, when I qualified as a teacher, um, my, my pay was suddenly too high and benefits said I, I wasn't allowed to receive benefits and I couldn't pay the childminder um luckily I have very supportive parents who helped me out but it was just and you know I worked so hard to become a qualified teacher for my kids and now they were saying you earn too much we won't help you so um in the end I had to go down to four days a week I was a full-time teacher I went down to four days a week so that I was earning less and then I was was able to um, now get some more child tax credits to pay for childcare. So like I say, I'm very grateful for it because I wouldn't be able to work. Um, But also at the same time, if they want evidence from 1999, they will write to you and you have to then 
you know, go to the bank and collect all your evidence and then it's that worry, have I done something wrong? Are they going to stop it? Um, A few times they've said, oh, we've overpaid you, then we've underpaid you, this, and it was just all confusing and I felt like they, my life, it was in their hands. You know, when they wanted to stop it, they could. So it was like my dream to just support myself and the thought of selling resources to be able to do that, I was just on my way to achieving that dream. Anyway, so we, yeah, we had this idea. We had nowhere, we didn't have no clue where to start. And it's strange because there are so many teaching selling sites out there now, which I'll probably touch on a bit later. But it was weird because we never even thought of selling resources on those sites. But I do think it's because we never actually used any of these sites. Um, So what we did is, you know, Google's your best friend. We found this really cheapo site. Now, first of all, we looked at, you know, the ready-made sites. But we had no money, so we were like, okay, nope, we, we don't have the money for that. We found a really cheap site. I can't even remember where, what name it was. But he was in America, a guy. I think we paid about $30 for the year. And where we could put our downloadable resources on. So it was, yeah. The funny thing about this journey is it's really good to look back at the start. Because when you look back and our website it was very shoddy even when i look back at our first original resources in my eyes now they're terrible they weren't then when i was making it obviously i was very proud of it but it just proves that if you're doing something and you're passionate about it and you believe you're helping someone other people are willing to pay for that because they they also believe in the value that you're giving them um also it just shows the progress that you make you're always developing ideas you're always making progress and going back and changing things and it's nice to have a starting point where you can see um so like my message to you would be if you're scared to start because you feel like maybe it's not going to be up to scratch or you don't really know what to do just start Like I said now, there's so many selling sites, you don't even have to make a website like we did. You can just upload a few resources and see what happens, see what feedback you'll get. So just just start, make something and start. You can always go back, tweak it. Um, When we started, um, I used Facebook a lot. So with Facebook, we set up a page um we would post resources and then eventually we moved on to groups i think groups kind of came became quite big when we started um so we would post on groups you know we had made this we had made that all was well until they started you know new rules you can't advertise you can't post here and fair enough But that didn't stop me. I just thought to myself, well, if I can't post in this group, I'll make my own groups. 
And I honestly think um, one saying that Tony, when I went to Tony Robbins and he says, where focus goes, energy flows. I think it's that. And yeah, and I didn't focus on, oh, we're not allowed to post in this group. Or what had happened was um, a few people had quite big groups and then would block us from their groups. And at the beginning, we felt, you know, this is really unfair. But then I thought, well, actually, fair dues to them. We're competition in their eyes. They've made this group. So, you know, fair enough. But what I'll do is I'm not going to focus on on the bad stuff and the negativity. Oh, we can't, we now can't do anything. Well, we can. And I just then made my own selling groups. Then I also made my own individual group where we would post resources and you know people then start joining so no it was it was good to do that and then so that would be about two years ago and now I've learned so many shortcuts about making resources you know I've learned what customers like and so when I did step out on my own as I said in episodes one I started with a friend but then we wanted different things so I went on my own ways and it was a lot easier because I had all that knowledge but I still had to learn I still it was something different I had a different color scheme I was doing something a little um different kinds of resources and if you look back at my original posts on my page (laughs) they're terrible but it just goes to show it's my point again where you just have to start you always when you open a page or a group you everyone starts from zero um your resources may not be how you vision them now but as time goes on you'll get there so just start um and that's what I did and I learned what worked and what didn't work I did posts if no one engaged I knew I had to change them so um it's just a learning curve And then, yeah, by that time I'd been on a few courses and I had a custom-made website, which was pure drama at the beginning because I won't go into too much detail, but the guy who who started my website was not suitable at all and just caused me a lot of aggro and grief. But anyway, it was sorted in the end. Um, I had this website, it was working sometimes, but once again, you always get problems when you start something. Actually, there was a good thing. I was listening to something the other day. I think it was Grant Cardone's book, 10 Times Raw, and he was talking about you want problems. When you get problems is when you know you're, you're going somewhere. So yeah, there was a lot of problems, but managed to iron them up, um, iron them on the way. Um, But to wrap things up, I would say to anyone thinking about this is just to, yeah, just to start, put something up. Don't worry about anything. People will like you. Not everybody will like what you make. I, when I read my first piece of criticism on one of the groups. I was devastated. Um, it 
normally I'm quite a, I'd say, quite, I'm, no, I'm, I don't really care what people think, no, that's a lie, I do, but I believed in myself that I was making something good, so just to see it, and this person was quite harsh, it wasn't even just, oh, you know, I'm not really a fan, she went in, she went in, and it devastated me, I, I was in this flow, I was making things, I was happy, you know, I was getting customers, I was making a few thousand, and then after that comment, I couldn't even bring myself to to open my laptop, because I just thought, you know, I had, <laughs> I had, by this time, over a thousand people saying to me, oh, they really liked my resources, people were buying, and it just took one person to say something negative that made made me stop working. It only lasted for a day. Luckily, I've got some friends who, you know, slapped me and said, you need to stop this. And now I can look back at it and laugh because, you know, I let this one person just bring everything to a stop. But like I said, you'll find some people might not like your stuff, but they they they're not obliged to buy it or to use it they can go elsewhere um so anyway yeah the point that I'm making though is if I can do it as a single mom to three working as a teacher and within those years you know this is an extra about 150,000 that I've made then then anyone can do it and I'm not a fan about talk, you know talking about money it's a bit cringy but I get excited knowing that others can do the same especially if you're in a position where you're looking to make some extra money and you enjoy making resources and if you if you know if you've got a bunch of resources already made and they just need polishing up that's perfect I must say though <laughs> always check with your school I have heard of some cases where, you know, they say anything that you make is legally uh, the schools. So I'm not sure how true that is. When we started making, we did clear it with our head teacher. You know, at the beginning, we were a bit scared. Um, And also, I made sure that I had my own laptop so nothing was made with the school's laptops things like that and it was all in my own time you know I wouldn't be making resources for a website in school time um so yeah just make sure you know your school's policies and what they expect um so yeah so I'd say we'd end it on just a few tips where if you don't know where to start um the best place I would say is Facebook join the Facebook groups and see what people are asking for, see what's needed, see if you have anything, um, also see what's selling, use um, TES, TES, they have quite good articles and I'm sure they also, um, when you're an author you get given what what's downloaded the most and what's been requested the most, things like that so you can see that I know there's teachers paid teachers which personally I've never used but you can see what's popular um and you just model you know there's quite a big you know thing of 
don't try to reinvent the wheel. If there's something that's working, put your own take on it. Don't just copy it. (laughs) Put your own take on it. Have your own kind of style. And yeah, just develop it. For me, as a teacher, the one thing that I always used to search for with my lessons is um, by the national curriculum. So when I make my resources now, uh, nine times out of ten, I title mine by the curriculum because that's how I work. I wish I had a website where I could click on the national curriculum and the resources just come down. So that's what I do. So there might be something that you wish that you had but can't find or you work in a particular way and you'll find that there's going to be others that also work in that way and and would want to buy things from you um so yeah so just check and think about what it is that you need in the classroom that you might not have yeah and what you already have on your laptop i'll probably go into this in more details in another episode where I'll just do a step-by-step beginner's guide on what to do, what to to look out for. So um, if you're interested, make sure you tune in for the next episode where I will go in a bit more in depth about how to really start. So thank you for listening um, and we'll get into more detail in the next episode. Bye.